Well, hello there, my beautiful friend, listener. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be back with you uh, here in the Maria Aleondra podcast. And um, I, I pressed record before even having a full thought of exactly what I wanted to say. And I'm going to tell you why I did that. I did that because there's been something holding me back from recording episodes um, for the podcast. Now, we already had a couple of like batched episodes from before and I've released some um, interviews that I loved from the past in podcast form. So we've had content, um, but I've been looking to, you know, create something fresh for, for this week. And I was like, every time Jules would say, hey, babe, so, you know, let me know if you want me to get you all set up to record the podcast. I was like, I, I would be like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then inevitably I would procrastinate. Something would happen. I would opt to focus on something else. And so now him and I just recorded an episode of our podcast, The Couple Shift. And um, he said, so you're going to do yours. And I was about to say, no, 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 no. It's okay. I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, everything is set up. There's no reason why not to. Now I'm, I'm giving you this whole behind the scenes of my well, the inner workings of my brain because it might... It might be relatable to some of you who are like you, you know, there's something that you get to create and yet you hold yourself back from it. And the reason why, as I sat here just for a second before pressing record, I said, okay, there's so many things I want to talk about in this podcast. There's so many topics and I have a long list and, you know, there's incredible things coming um, both my, my own topics, interviews, new interviews, like there's lots of good stuff coming. Um, but there's this one topic that I know that I get to address for myself and for just because of the timeliness of it that I've been hesitating to bring into conversation. And that's, I know, resisting that and resisting sharing what I've been moving through in that area of my life um, is the reason why I've been resisting getting into the podcast. And so it's fascinating, right? What our brain will do to keep us from stepping into something that feels stretchy and feels very vulnerable and feels very um, important and big. Um, and something that I am moving through uh, as we speak right? Like is, this is kind of a living, breathing, what I'm going to talk about with you guys is like a living, breathing um, part of my life right now. So um, the topic is, it has to do with my husband and it has to do with his potential diagnosis of a really, really scary condition. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a condition that a lot of us are familiar with. It's ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, it's the condition that Stephen Hawking had. And ALS is one of those, you know, curveballs in life where you essentially sit in front of a neurologist that tells you this might be what's happening. And then you go and start, you know, as we often do, do a little bit of research and you very quickly find the, the reality of ALS is incredibly, incredibly, um, grim. And there's no cure for ALS. Um, when ALS is, is at the onset of it, it can uh, evolve very quickly. And it means 
for a lot of people that there's only a very limited amount of years before essentially your your muscles begin to lose their strength. Um, there's a combination of things that happen neurologically speaking. I'm not going to get into the details because I, I don't fully understand them, <clears throat> but I understand enough to know what's happening, what could be happening in my husband's body, what I see happening before my eyes. And so facing something like this, regardless of the diagnosis that we may be getting and, and we have a follow-up with his neurologist this week. So we might have more information. Um, there's actually no clear uh, test that shows you like, yes, you have this. No, you don't. It's a collection of sort of data points that the doctor puts together. And it's actually a disease that is often misdiagnosed as well based on the research that I've done and we've done. It is a disease that's often misdiagnosed and confused for other things. And so we're, we're, we're being, we're choosing to be very open and, you know, absolutely looking into uh, working with a neurologist to figure out next steps, uh, regardless of what's happening. There's something that's happening and, and uh, with Jules that is very significant. And also we're open to other ways and other modalities of healing. So two months ago, and the fascinating thing is that this literally coincided with the lockdown to the point that he went to see, cause he'd been having, he had been experiencing, um, weakness in his, in his left arm is where it started. And we thought it was due to a shoulder injury that he had a couple of years ago. So he went to see, um, and he went to see a couple doctors at that point and sort of get it checked out. He had an MRI, nothing seemed to be wrong, but then th- other things started to progress. And there was one day, and this was like, you know, end of last year where he, he was playing Xbox and he came over. I was in the office. It was actually at night. Skylar was already in bed and he came over and he was like, babe, I, there's something wrong with my right thumb. There's something that feels really off about it. And, you know, and, and there was, there was these little moments when something would kind of like feel off for him. And Jules has been very open and communicating with me during the whole experience. So I've been helping him hold this, right? Um, and towards, I'd say it was like February, we actually were going to Puerto Rico for a wedding. And there was a moment when he was trying on the suit, the shirt and the suit that he was going to wear, we were packing and everything. And I noticed that he was having a lot of trouble buttoning his shirt. I could see something, something in his hands. And of course, these are my husband's hands. I know them so well. <laughs> um, so I could see something begin to happen. And that was the first time that in my mind and in my heart, I thought, wow, okay, there's something here. And um, this is why I was resisting recording this. And I feel also like it's really important for me to share so thank you for listening. Um, so we went to Puerto Rico and all the while Jules and I had been talking about, you know, what he was experiencing and, you know, him visiting a certain couple of specialists and, you know, ultimately he, um, so this was early February, um, mid, like mid Feb, 
Anyways, the point is he was going to uh, PodFest, which we've talked about. And it was such a, an amazing, like PodFest was such an amazing experience for him. This was a, a podcasting convention in Orlando. We went to Puerto Rico. We came back and he literally went to Orlando like right when the, the, the same day we landed from PR. And he came back with this incredible renewed sense of energy and purpose and just like, like lit up, like it, it was like all these beautiful pieces had come together in his mind for how we could keep building our business together for, you know, what this meant for him. He, at, at heart, Jules is a, he's a fascinating, fascinating man. He's super smart. He knows about so many things. He's a great communicator. And in my mind, he's both, he's a scientist and he's a content creator. He creates content, he creates connections, he creates experiences. He's a very, um, he's, he's a connect the dots kind of guy. He connects people, he connects uh, ideas. And he, you know, to me, it's so, it's so beautiful what we're, the, the space we're in right now together as a couple, because we're creating things out of nothing and weaving in both of our personalities more and more into this new creation that we're building in terms of our business and our life together. We're no longer on separate tracks of you do this and I do this. And then we kind of come together in the, at the end of the day. And, you know, which is what typically happens with you when you're in partnership and everybody has, you know, each one of you has a, a different job. We're literally weaving ourselves, our personalities, our gifts, our desires, um, uh, weaving them together, bumping into each other like there's no tomorrow because, of course, the more authentic you become and the more you weave in your truth, the more all the truth comes out. So PodFest was really beautiful for him. He came back and we recorded this amazing episode that was like I was in tears over um, in the couple shift. Uh, I think it's called it's something about finding your purpose. Anyways, so that was he came back on a Monday and just to give you some perspective that Wednesday is when the I will never forget this for whatever random reason when the NBA decided to cancel the season which felt pretty significant right for everybody like in terms of what like pandemic status it was like the NBA and then followed by other you know big organizations concerts were getting canceled like that was that Friday that Wednesday and then Thursday, he had an appointment with a hand specialist because part, most of his issue had been in his right hand. And so he was feeling a little bit of stuff in his left hand, but mostly right hand. So he goes to the specialist and, you know, I, I didn't go with him this time because Skylar was home um, that week. And um, it was really, really dramatic because the specialist was like, wow, I, I don't know that there's much that I can do for you. I think there's a much, much bigger problem here. Um, and he literally said, I think this, this, these are symptoms indicative of ALS. So imagine, imagine being in, you know, the position of someone who's sitting there and Jules is again, a very smart guy. He knows how these things work um, in terms of your body and everything. And so, um, he had, you know, I think in his mind, he had an inkling of, wow, like, you know, symptoms are matching up to and how things escalated quickly like symptoms were matching up to show this could be a possibility and so to have someone literally say and kind of freak him out <laughs> um 
the good thing is there was a freak out and then this doctor really stepped into action beautifully for Jules and connected him right away with a neurologist who happened to have a spot the the fo- like a you know a well-known neurologist who happened to have a spot the following Monday we very quickly got things together so that that could happen so you know in a sense it was a really like massive massive curveball moment um and also really a powerful shift because it was like okay we get to go here now and how will we move through this and then so that was a thursday the following monday already schools were out um the week prior i think skylar has had been home because he had a bit of a he had a bit of a cold um so we just kept him home monday was the first day when officially like schools were closed here in florida so that Monday, we had the appointment with the neurologist. I had a beautiful friend of ours who took care of Skylar for a little bit. And um, so we went. And again, we were faced with this is a very possible what could be happening for you. And I mean, I, I, I just to think back and to attempt to describe us walking outside of that neurologist's office, holding hands, walking towards the car, just in 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 tears and you know already like starting to talk about you know what this means and what do we do and and there was this sense of just from the beginning this this strength and this grace and this just heartbreaking realization of like what like your life in that moment it, it's like just changed um and again regardless of is this ALS is it something else Jules is going through something very significant so whatever it is we're moving through there's something here right so that walk to the car was um painful it was filled with tears and holding each other and then sitting in the car and driving back, just I'm even getting a little like lightheaded as I express it because it was really like one of those out of body moments that you just, you just don't, you just can never foresee happening. You're looking at your life like, wow. And so many thoughts were thrilling through my head. First, primarily this very quiet knowing that we could handle this and so much more. I don't know, like the how, I don't know. There's so many pieces to this that I have yet to uncover. But there was this clarity and this grace and this strength and this fierce resilience in me that just knew from the very beginning there's no fear. And it's how I felt about even the pandemic and the lockdown and everything happening with COVID. I never felt any fear um, I never felt, I felt a sense of responsibility, you know, it's like something kicks in to keep you in that space of what you're moving through, but no fear, truly, this this transcendence of what it means to be, um, what, it, you know, I guess it's the trust that I know that I'm capable and that I get to evolve myself into what it means to be capable to hold something like this um, for my husband, for my son, and for myself. So, I remember at one point looking at him through his tears and my tears and saying, I just, I want you to know that no matter what happens, I, I know that I can handle this. Like, I want you to have that. 
I said to him because I could see right away how, you know, his immediate fears had to do with our future and what happens to me, what happens to Skylar, what happened, like everything just like floods your brain all of a sudden with all the ramifications of what this could mean for us. And I, and I looked at him and I said, I want you to know that no matter what happens, I know and I trust enough in myself that I can handle this and I can help you hold this and I will be here for you and with you completely. And the other thing that I said and I said to him is, and don't think for a second that I feel like a victim. Like this is not something that I feel like, oh man, you know, somebody's doing this to me. He said, you know, I remember I, I, I told him, and this is a very powerful thing that for some people might be hard to explain, might be hard to understand. But I said, you know, I, my belief is that I chose this and I want to like give that a little bit more color, right? Because it doesn't mean I chose consciously to have, you know, I chose that my husband would be going through this and this, this pain and this, you know, whatever this means for our future not consciously, but subconsciously, it is my belief that we, we choose it from a space of empowerment. I'm not a victim to this. I chose this. I chose to be capable and strong enough in this lifetime to carry something like this, to, to move through something like this with you in, in some, and this is a very, you know, I, I work also in the realms of my intuition, my, my knowing, like my deep, deep knowing. So again, this may not be super clear for everybody to kind of sense um, and understand, but just know that it's something very embodied within me and all the work that I've done and how I see and understand my reality. And I said, and, and I want you to, and what I also believe is that Skylar chose this again, from a place of empowerment from a place of you know you're either a victim or you are or or you are designing your life and your reality and there is this very very elegant piece that comes with dipping into a space of this path was chosen for me for some reason and I choose it I choose it um there's not an ounce of why did this happen to me? No. Or it it's, there's so much more. And so, yeah, that drive back was very, um, it cracked us both open in so many ways. And of course the conversations continued when we got home and had picked up Skylar and it just all felt like this crazy blur. Um, and he shared with his his parents and his siblings and I shared with my, um, with my, you know, immediate side of the family. And then, you know, for the past two months, we've been in this space of both moving through what this means for each of us individually, what this means for us together. It is completely uncharted, unknown territory. Um, it is very, very real. It is very real. The effects on, you know, what he can do with his hands, the effects on um, the frustration he feels with 
his hands not working properly. They just, you know, they don't. Um, and it's, it's, it's always like in your face, right? It's, you're, you're doing everything with your hands. So I see him, um, you know, I see other changes in his body, like, you know, losing a bit of muscle mass. And then we've also, um, right away, we started working with a naturopath to really help us both with optimizing our nutrition and optimizing, you know, our, our lifestyle and giving him a whole bunch of incredible supplements and things to really like support his body through these changes he's going through. So he's also, you know, he's lost, he's lost weight because we've, we were eating cleaner than ever. We're on a very strict paleo diet, which has been actually a beautiful part of this process because even in the midst of the really like scary, the scariness of this all, we've been thriving in so many ways as a couple. We've been thriving in our relationship with Skylar. We've been thriving, like, you know, and, and we still have all the like classic breakdown moments that couples do. We've, you know, it's All that stuff is the same, but there's been this like elevation in, in how we, how we work together, um, how I get to support him, uh, you know, from, helping him open things or helping him, you know, uh, with, with just my, my energy and my embrace and, you know, bringing him, whether it's his, you know, electrolyte water, like taking care of him in ways that really support and nourish what he's moving through. Um, he's been the most incredibly strong, courageous, um, optimistic, um, just so amazing through a really, 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 really difficult time for him. And I find myself all the time moving through all these layers of witnessing my husband going through something so hard and witnessing him in such strength witnessing myself going through something so hard and witnessing myself with such strength and witnessing how Skylar in his three-year-old world doesn't fully understand but I think fully understands and you know in his own in his own um, inner world can in his way understand what's happening at a deep at a deep level probably a subconscious deep intuitive level and I see how he's he gets to emerge and grow witnessing his father showing up in his life in the most amazing ways through something so effing hard and I I can't help but marvel at the beauty of knowing how priceless life is. There's a very profound gift of when you're faced with something so unbelievably challenging and that could literally mean, like I'm grappling with, my husband may die in a few years. Like that's just, I you know, I... I say that and it's not, you know, I'm talking through as I'm feeling this through and I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm doing it on purpose because I don't want to, I don't want to hide my feelings. Um, there's this very real fact that Jules's body, uh, with the changes that is he's undergoing, um, may find itself at a point where it, it can no longer, um, you know, it, 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 it's no longer sustainable for his body to, it just, there, there, there may be a deterioration of his systems. Um, so I'm faced with in just a number of short years, way before I would have ever, ever imagined. I may not have him here. And, um, as I say that, I also have this incredible hope and faith. Not that things are going to go my way, but that things will go in the most graceful and divinely timed way. And I trust that. And it's, I say it and I'm like, <laughs> having like an out-of-body experience right now. But I trust that so completely. I trust in divine timing. I trust in, um, you know, we don't, we get to open ourselves up to what, what life brings us at a deep level. We get to be conscious of how we're living, conscious of our impact, conscious of how we love, conscious of receiving. And this is not about getting things our way. Because I believe in designing your life. And I also believe that there's a much more intricate story being woven that we don't have access to. Because that's the piece of the unknown, right? Like That's the magic. And to be fully open to that and trust that, that unknown, that magic, that, that intricate woven story that's happening um, is a place that brings me profound peace and a deep knowing that we are going to be okay. Like that everything... Um, through pain and joy and the full spectrum of emotions that this, that whatever is happening is, is, is in the highest good of all of us. I, I've come to believe that so deeply and that comes through getting so much more intimate with my own spirituality, my own understanding of how this beautifully complex and yet oh so simple immaculate universe works and so it's all beautiful it really is um in its in its pain and in its joy and in its um you know it's like when you're faced with 
what could happen, like the truth, truth of what could happen, everything gets into clear, a clearer view. <laughs> Your priorities like just bubble up to the surface. You're no longer caught in the world of things and the world of um, the trappings of the stuff, all the stuff, <laughs> the stuff that doesn't matter, the physical stuff, the mental stuff that doesn't matter, the stuff we carry for ourselves and for other people that we could just do without the baggage, the, the shoulds, the should, like all of it. And I'm still get caught up. I'm a human being. I mean, come on, I get caught up in stuff all the time. And yet the, and yet this, this beautiful life that we have the honor of living and moving through is so much more than all of the crap that bogs us down. And if I could bottle the essence of living in this state without, you know, and, and, and be able to sort of sprinkle it on other people without having them go through the harsh reality of what we're experiencing, I would love to just imbue others with this sense of this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to see with clearer vision, probably perhaps for the first time ever in your life and for anybody out there who's gone through something of this magnitude in your life. And we all have our journey, right? So it's not a, it's not like, you know, your thing is heavier than my thing. It's just, we go through the stuff and you know, when you've gone through something that shifts your reality so completely that it helps you see clearer than you could ever see before. And so there's a big part of my soul that sees so clearly. And I think my like sort of the rest of me, meaning my mind and, you know, my sort of more ego based thoughts are kind of catching up. And that's, that's what happens, right? As we grow spiritually, as we grow in evolve in how we see things, you see clearer and clearer. And it's scary because it's unknown and it takes so much courage to keep leaning in. Sometimes we want to just like recoil. But if you just lean in that much more, stuff continues to emerge. And so if I could bottle the essence of what it's like to live with someone under the circumstances, like the beauty of the fierce reality, oh my goodness, um... It, it would probably be like an unsettling feeling, but that gives you the sense of like, oh, wow. Like you, you can understand the depth of love and the depth of, you know, what it means till death do us part. Like truly, truly, truly. And I'm not just talking about in, in marriage type of, you know, partnerships, but in every sense of the word, love, the love that is underneath and and permeating and connecting all of us the big love like the big soul conscious you know spiritual love and when we make room and allow for that to come through and crack open and it, and it cracks open it, it it seems to crack open under a lot of shitty circumstances <laughs> it's just kind of like the way it happens and i think it's because that's how our soul levels up that's how our our soul character is built and yeah Whew. 
I feel like I just said a lot, whole lot of stuff that I'm going to have to like, like listen to this podcast myself to reintegrate. Um, and what I'll say as I wrap up is, you know, this is an unfurling journey, right? It's the journey of cracking open, understanding, shifting, pivoting. Um, it's a journey that requires so much patience and flexibility and understanding self-care, self-nurturing for all the parties involved. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I take with a lot of honor and privilege the, the idea that I get to support Jules through this, that I get to be here and help him hold this and, and expand my capacity, my capacity so that I could, so that I can hold um, sustainably what comes and the message here for all of us, especially women caretakers. And, you know, I point out to us gals, cause we tend to be like super giving and not make time for ourselves is that when we expand our capacity consciously, that's when we can hold, hold that the, the big, the, the full spectrum of emotions and experiences um, that come through our world, you know, we get to expand our capacity without any sense of guilt or selfish thoughts. Like it's, it's not about that. It's, it's actually the most unselfish thing that you can do. Um, so expanding my capacity for me means continuing to stay very connected to um, resources that support me, um, incredible people that help are helping to create s- sacred, gentle, safe spaces for me to share, for me to crack open. Um, it means continuing to nurture my desires, my dreams, my like how my vision of lighting up our family and the world. I'm very clear on my mission and my vision. I've gotten so much clearer every day. I get clearer and clearer. And this just all felt like, like your purpose just gets amped up. And I think that's, that's a sign of when you are on purpose. Cause otherwise the reaction could have been for me to completely constrict and like shift gears and go, Oh no, 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 no. Now we're going to have all this. No, no, no. There's no, there's none of that happening here. There is this like powerful, like, let's double down on the things that we can optimize in our life, in our health, in our communication, in our love, in our like, where do we get to expand into? Don't contract, but expand. Contracting means that you immediately shift into all the things that could go wrong. Expansion means that you look outward into all the things that could and will go right. It's a very, very, very different place to live from. And when we can tap into that, oof, just, I mean, so the journey, um, <laughs> the journey of me sharing this just begun today, which thank you for holding this, the space for me to share this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, yeah, thank you for allowing me to share and hanging on for the ride. And 
one of the things I know and I've known from the beginning as I'm moving through all of this is that this gets to become part of my work in the sense that I know now more than ever that no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what is happening in your life, you have the capacity, you have, you have, well, you have what it takes. We all have what it takes to continue to thrive no matter what's happening. And we get to feel all our feels. This isn't about like um, bypassing. This is not about bypassing things. This is not positive talk. Fuck that. This, is, this, isn't a, this isn't that. Positive talk is not the thing. This is about really like diving into, diving into the experience with courage and with this, this knowing that the more I expand, the more I can understand. The more I expand, the more I can understand. That's simple as that. Do not constrict. Go towards the expansion. Go towards the growth. And no matter what is happening, I, I want to continue being a fierce, loving, and dedicated advocate for any anyone, especially those visionary women out there who are yearning to make an impact on the world in whatever way they're being called to do so, to s- continue stepping into what's possible for them, no matter what. Um, life is a twisty, turny, roller coastery journey. <laughs> um, and we get to ride it and we get to fully embrace our journey that we've chosen. I choose this. I choose this. I love you <laughs> and thank you to be continued. Be well, my friend. 